I am here with Alexander Schwartzman. He works for Finning Caterpill Caterpillar here in uh, Vancouver, BC. Uh, he has, he used to work in Teleflex. He has made a few patents over the years. I'd love to ask him about that and how it came to be. Thank you very much for coming on to this podcast. Uh, question I'd like to ask you is, how did it all start? Why did you want to go get into engineering? I had a choice between to become a medical uh, profession or, or pick up the medical special profession. And uh, I was limited in my choice. So there wasn't any medical option for me uh, for different reasons. Uh, we lived in at the time in Soviet Union. Soviet Union didn't allow, uh, like had some, some uh, filters and screening for people who can enter different specialities or professions. And one of those things were I couldn't get to medicine. And that then it made it really... Uh, the same to me, it could be engineering, could be... Uh, at the time, uh, engineering of plastics became a big thing. And that's where, uh, like in our days, computers say everybody about computers, nanotechnology. At that time, uh, everybody was saying about polymers, plastics, new developments, new compounds, new things. And that's where I selected this, uh, this field, engineering field. Engineering in plastics. Mm -hmm. How is engineering in plastics different from what you do now? Which one is more interesting? Which one is more beneficial for society? What do you think? Um, right now I'm in the field of, of energy. Uh, energy is very important as well as plastics are. And the engineering is not much different. You do uh, develop different um, units, machines, systems, technologies, and either it's in a power generation or it's in a plastic generation or in um, some different fields, it's still engineering, which I love. Mm -hmm. So we've briefly spoken about patents and you mentioned you have several. The projects that you do or the patents that you make, which one of these do you feel, feel more advanced in this profession? What, what do you think is it projects or the patents that you do that makes you feel that makes you feel better of yourself? If that makes sense. I would say the most interesting project I ever done was uh, the project of the MBU. MBU it's multi burner unit for U.S. military. Somewhere um, in uh, like in the last I don't know 30, 40 years. Uh, U.S. militaries decided to change their way of they prepare food. And by the way, preparing food in military is what they say second important after the weapons. Mm -hmm. Because having soldiers well fed, uh, meaning that soldiers will, will operate much better. So uh, the idea was to replace the old uh, gasoline-fueled burner to diesel and jet fuel burner uh, which allows to prepare the food in the military on the field uh, way safer because gasoline is very inflammable and there were multiple uh, fires with the previous stove or or uh, that unit which creates heat for kitchens and some people even died so 
U.S. military decided to renew requirements to their uh, multi-burner unit. And I became a part of that bid or delivery for um, for that stove or, or that what we call stove, but it's MBU, multi-burner unit. And that was many, there were many countries competing to get to the military order because military, especially US military, is very, very uh, prestigious and, and uh, in good contract. And we managed to not only to win that bid, but to, to get the amount, uh, many, many thousands of stoves delivered to US military all over the world and in every subdivision is some unit which really is a part of me I was on a team it's not just my work but it's it's a lot of I would say uh, challenges and developments and uh, and at the end it was patented but patent is a protection for the invention most important is invention not all inventions are patented uh, but that one happened to be one, and I'm proud to say what's in practically in every subdivision of U.S. military, there is a part of my invention. Uh, why did you decide to do this? Because you, you said you said it was military, and getting to that military uh, stage was very hard, and other countries and other teams were competing to get there. Mm -hmm. How did you manage to get there first? What was so revolutionary about your stove? your burner unit that made you get there? Well, uh, it wasn't me who actually started all that. Um, how it works? US military uh, uh, make a bid and any company can participate in that bid. Bid is what they needed new stove and they created the requirements. It's a, like a whole book of requirements of what they want to see on that new uh, multi-burner unit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teleflex decided to participate in that bid and Teleflex collected uh, some people. They were outsiders of Teleflex mostly. There were like eight people in a team. The manager was from Teleflex. The, all the rest of us were uh, contractors. And it happened when I was looking for a job and it was a miracle that I found that particular job because uh, it was just a just coincidence. So I got the um, invitation for interview, and during that interview, the person asked me if I can contribute to new kind of development what they're going to work on. And I said, let me try. And they were so uh, nice to accept me. Despite they knew what I'm not exactly from that field of combustion, but I was from the field of plastics. But they said, but they want fresh look into that old right. problem, and they wanted fresh blood, what they call it at the time. Mm -hmm. And it happened that not just me, but all of that team were very original, very um, inventive, creative people, and we came up with the with that solution. They they had some some. Uh, a lot of preparations done. They had more, like all the analysis of similar designs, of potential changes, but we had to combine it into the working unit, which we did. Mm -hmm. You previously mentioned that you were an engineer back in the Soviet Union. 
Do you notice a difference between the projects you did there and the projects you do here? The, is there a big policy difference or is there a different, uh, you have to look at a different angle at the projects? Yeah, the policy is absolutely different. The engineering is absolutely different. And to be honest, I wasn't a specialist engineer. I was uh, more kind of an uh, engineering manager back there in Ukraine. Uh, and when I started here, all conceptual uh, differences were so um, significant that it took for me some time to wrap up with what is required. Mm -hmm. And the cultural views from here back in the Soviet Union, did that also help you build you as an engineer? Like the different viewpoints of being in Ukraine and being here, did, do you think that helped? Yeah, the main difference between these two systems is that um, uh, Western, I would call it Western engineering, is relying on all um, achievements of previous engineering, where you have a bunch of good specialists who, based on whatever existed before, kind of build up new concepts and new buildings. In Ukraine, it's more the, uh, on your individual uh, your and your company's individual abilities, what company can produce. Oh, I see. Uh, and you kind of rely on yourself. Definitely that skills, those skills help me here. Uh, because if you combine that kind of uh, risk-taking ability with a knowledge, then it's really unlimited. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think that AI, now how AI is getting bigger and bigger and more advanced, do you think that could help solve many problems in engineering, such as you're working on a project and there's a problem where this isn't connecting to this and that should have fuel and that shouldn't? Could Do you think AI could help solve that? Well, I'm sure it will. I'm sure what the, the world goes in the direction of, a, it's actually very fast, in the direction where AI becomes essential and uh, definitely it will really uh, assist and help. What advice do you have for engineers who are just starting off and want to achieve more in less time? Is there, is, and, and for something that they shouldn't waste time on from your experience, what do you think that is? And how, um, how can they achieve more? In my opinion, the, one of the most important things is be a risk taker. Yeah, it should be uh, counted risk, it should be calculated risk, but it should be some allowance for making mistakes and not to be afraid of taking risks. Mm -hmm. It's one of the first. Now, if you don't mind, we'll step back into your earlier life. Mm -hmm. How was school for you? Did, you? did you have any special courses in school that you really liked or that your school offered that you think would be they think was beneficial for kids at that time? Or were they all the basic yeah. courses? Science, math, PE, uh, language? I was very lucky to have, in my opinion, best teachers which person could have. Um, it was after the Second World War time when people re-evaluated the values of life and one of the uh, values was education. Mm -hmm. It was very strong demand for educated people around, at least in the area where I lived in school, where I was attending. And we were quite often 
having some interesting uh, puzzles, tasks from our uh, classes, taking home, arguing, calling each other and saying, how did you resolve that? Do you know what there is another way for that? And that was very common and I was very lucky to be there. When I was in university, in university for instance, we had a course which wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't uh, mandatory, but it was like a, if you wish to take. Mm -hmm. The course was the, um, it called intellectual approach to decision making in engineering which was like a game really they would give you an interesting task how would you do that and they were they found a few algorithms of how to resolve certain things just checking with those algorithms algorithms and uh, it was so interesting and advanced what i still remember many of those uh, concepts and still using them what courses do you think would be useful now for students to add into school from your personal experience and your personal opinion? I think algorithm of decision making in engineering would be very, very uh, valuable. Mm -hmm. I think the um, history of uh, engineering would be also very, very important because then you start understanding how things developed one from another and how mm -hmm. it goes. What advice would you give your younger self? I always think about uh, what could happen if I became a doctor or at the middle of my university I decided to switch to the um, aviation engineering and, uh, and some just accident stopped me from from becoming an engineer uh, an engineer in aviation industry and then mm -hmm. i don't know i should probably take more risks at the time okay schools seem much more lenient so they seem much more easygoing on kids do you think this is the right approach or do you think they should be more strict and uh homework homework uh you know get good grades because now schools go away from that and they say if you get a 60% on your subject, this, it isn't too bad. What do you think? Do you think this is beneficial for kids or no? Uh, honestly, I don't have an opinion on that. My, uh, when we came to Canada, I found a big difference about the education system. My children at the time were 12 and 14. They uh, were way more knowledgeable compared to their uh, peers or, or uh, school uh, schoolmates mm -hmm. uh, because of that system in the Soviet, former Soviet Union which was really enforcing the education making kids uh, like a like a soldiers they must they were pushed they were um, the education system was quite different in there and I was saying oh you know, the Canadian, they're so far behind. But then in a few years I realized that it's not really behind. They just save children for more. And reinforcing any type of, a, know, whatever it's education or discipline, mm -hmm. actually pushes them back, making them 
constrained, afraid, not taking risks, which I told a few times, which is very important. And then I realized what, I don't know, really. I don't know what's better. I can see the, the science and engineering in Canada way more advanced compared to what I used to know in, in Russia or Ukraine or Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. So right now when uh, people are asking, oh, what would you do to improve that system? I'm just thinking, I don't know. It's not mine. What courses do you take in university that helped you get into the engineering field? I took the university course in chemical, uh, in engineering, mechanical engineering for chemical industry. Uh, that's what kept me going. I, I don't know what else you need to take, honestly. I don't know what to say. It's all all range of courses. More you know, better you are. Mm -hmm. What was your least and most favorite subject in school? You probably really liked the um, decision making class. I would assume. What was yeah. what were your that that one? Uh, I that one was facultative. It means it didn't have any exams or anything. Okay. What I did, uh, like I was, I liked what I was strong at. Right. So that right. was math. That was math. It was physics, and uh, that type of a subject. Uh, English at the time, it mm. was also my strength because I had a very, very strong teacher at school. So when I came to university, it was peanuts for me to to deal with its program. Mm. And what's, last question here, mm. uh, what is your favorite book or podcast? My favorite book would be Ilfin Petrov, it's Golden uh, Calf. Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, it's the book that I can read and reread and was time when I kind of knew it by heart and could continue at any point, at any sentence to continue next sentence. Now it is a little bit forgotten, but it still is my favorite. Well, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully people who are listening right now have learned something new and might want to try out engineering in the future. Thank you very much.